Well, hello, freaky ones, and welcome to season two of Freaky Flicks. <laughs> yes, that's right, folks. Season two, Freaky Flicks. Welcome back. This is Jesse Drackman on the mic. Welcoming you back for another season of exciting movie mayhem of the horrific kind. And we're not just talking conventional horror. As you know, the premise of the show is to discuss the movies kind of left by the wayside. The ones not genuinely or commonly discussed by general audience. No, no, no. We dive into the movies that you probably never heard of. And probably some of them for good reason. <laughs> Well, last season was great. We had a good time. We had a few laughs. Definitely learned a lot. Uh, This season, we're going to really dig in and find some uh, gems out there in the movie world vaults of uh, schlock and B-grade mayhem and mischief. We'll have a few uh, chats with some uh, friends along the way. Um, Maybe, fingers crossed, some celebrities. Who knows? We'll see what happens, right? Stranger things have happened. Uh, It's time to level things up a bit, and uh, season two, man, I'm not going to make any bold promises other than uh, we're just going to keep up the good times and have a few laughs along the way, and uh, hopefully expand your horizons just a little bit more, and uh, help you find your way to finding some movies that you never knew existed, and probably would want to keep it that way, but hey. I'm taking a brave one for you guys and gals and uh, exploring this mischief. And uh, yeah, (laughs) we'll find some weird stuff along the way, right? So this episode, to kick this season off, is... uh, Oh, man. Let me say I took one for the team on this one. This is one I kind of knew about as a kid growing up. And uh, my curiosity and... uh, I don't know. Yeah, my morbid curiosity got the better of me. I'm talking about uh, a film from 1977 called Yeti, Giant of the 20th Century. Oh, boy. A dodgy 1970s King Kong cash-in film. Yep, that's uh, pretty much the crux of it. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. It's It's a good one. It's a doozy. There's, uh, you know, not too much to say about it, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But season two, man, we're going to have some fun with this. So, uh, help me out. Tell your mates about it. Like and subscribe. Leave a review. Uh, good or bad, doesn't matter. And, uh, let's keep it freaky, shall we? It's all part of the Freak Productions Network. Freak Productions, www.freakproductions.com. There you will find all my creative mischief. And that freak is spelled with a double E, by the way. Okay, so uh, because the meaning is too weird to be a freak. Indeed. So let's get uh, weird and wacky and freaky and enjoy this episode. Yeti, giant of the 20th century.
Okay, so here we are. Yeti, 1977. Um, yeah, I did a little bit of uh, digging on this one. It's... Look, it's... um. It's very schlock. It's a not a confusing film, but it's a film that tries to achieve its own identity up there with the likes of King Kong. I mean, th- th- this was a time where there was a lot of big monster King Kong-esque parodies around. There was a lot of these films and I'll I'll do a little bit of digging and see what I can find over the course of time for y'all. But this one, um, this is a childhood one. This one uh, I discovered as a kid and uh, I've revisited and it's, um, it's frighteningly bad, but look, it's, there's some good elements about it. Okay. I mean, it's, uh, this is Yeti. I mean, we, we had King Kong, we had Godzilla, and yeah, why not? Let's have one about the abominable snowman, Yeti, a 50-foot-tall human-looking man with Fabio-esque hair, very Italian-looking, being that it's uh, it's got a very Italian production about it, with Italian actors, with English overdubs, um... Yeah, this is a this is a doozy this one. But hey, let's let's look into the positives of it, okay? So okay, it's it's interesting. The the film follows a very simple plot. Uh this Honeycut Industries um Morgan Honeycut he employs a professor to lead an expedition to study this giant yeti creature that was found frozen in a large ice block on uh, the Newfoundland's coast. Funny enough, I believe a lot of this film was filmed in Canada. Um, I don't know why it's got so much Italian behind it, um, like Italian actors and American actors or Canadian actors, whatever. I don't know. It's, 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 it's confusing, but let's not get into the confusion of it all. But look, uh, the premise of this, they discover this Yeti buried in the ice. Um, the prefer, uh, professor is not aware that the the magnet uh, Honeycut intends to use the prehistoric creature as a trademark of its, uh, you know, of his uh, multinational industrial group. Uh, so you know, there's profit to be made and exploitation, and uh, definitely no scientific research uh, to on the interest level of Mr. Honeycut. Uh, who brings along his niece and nephew along the ride for the ride, and uh, it's yeah, look, it it's quite an interesting film. So um, the funny thing about this, and one thing that I kind of noticed was the varying heights of the creature throughout the film. And looking it up online, it backed up my suspicions and curiosities. The Yeti's height, uh, he seems early on about 20 to 25 feet tall but in the uh, scenes in the city of Toronto he's seen to be 50 foot tall so yeah he shrinks and grows throughout the entire film there's a lot of inconsistencies throughout uh, I love 
you know, when the ice melts, uh, when they melt the ice and, you know, his hair is, you know, just all, you know, wet and tangled and he's drenched. And then the next minute he's completely bone dry and his hair is just a puff of Fabio troll hair. It's crazy. It's, it's wild. The movie goes pretty long, um, like really long, like about ooh, 81 minutes. Yeah, but I, I, the movie I saw was about hour 40. Uh, it's, it's a pretty long one. Uh, the, the soundtrack even... Yeah, there's a soundtrack. There's a song called Yeti, the theme song played by the Yetians. I'm sure these guys were put together just for the sole purpose of recording this song. And believe it or not, the song itself is actually pretty cool. I didn't mind it. It's very 70s funk. It's got a vibe to it, so check it out. But man, the the movie is like, it is King Song. It's a King Kong sized Bigfoot with Fabio hair. It really is a train wreck, campy schlock film. Um, I think it's the kind of film where the average person would probably watch it for 10 minutes and give up. But man, I persevered right through to the end. Uh, This, you know, I'll I'll break it down for you in the short version. The, as we said, the Yeti is discovered in the ice. It's thawed out. Um, It's... exhibited to the general public uh the whole time the yeti just wakes up screaming and you know the the scream doesn't quite match the size of the creature and all the rest of it it's got ugly grotesque huge feet um yeah it's facial expressions are hideously funny um and for some reason it connects with the niece very King Kong-esque, if you ask me. But yeah, it befriends the niece and nephew and the dog. (laughs) And uh, there's a moment where the dog, you know, towards the end of the film, uh, the climax, the dog gets stabbed by the bad guys. Yeah, the bad guys that represent the um, honeycut industrial magnet. Um, Yeah, they cut sick and yeah, they're trying to kill the creature or something like that um, while the scientists and that are trying to save the creature um, because after being thawed out from the ice and exploited to the city, um, it can't survive um, without its natural habitat behind it. So it starts falling apart and, you know, um, dying and shit. And, uh, yeah, the bad guys um, that represent, you know, the work for the uh, magnet, they... uh, yeah, they're trying to kill kill the thing and the niece, nephew, the professor and the dog, they're all trying to save it and the dog gets stabbed and the funny part of it that I saw in that was where um, the Yeti actually spits in his hand and rubs his spit over the dog and the dog comes back to life in a pool of blood. It's fucked up. Like, the funny thing that is inconsistent with this, if I want to get nerdy for a sec is that the stab wound is on the opposite side of where the Yeti rubs his saliva. So, okay, so not only is this thing 50 to 25 foot tall, um, varying in size and with big, ugly, grotesque feet and bushy eyebrows and Fabio hair and uh, facial expressions that just have you laughing for days, but it's also got magical saliva that can bring a dog back to life. Yay. Okay, so... Uh, the niece, um, 
yeah, there's a scene where, you know, all these people on the top of the building that um, our Yeti is one minute no bigger than uh, you know, probably 10 foot higher than a bus. Now he's the size of a skyscraper. Um, and these people on top of the building freak out and terrified, uh, run in terror because the Yeti's screaming and carrying on and it's, you know, smashing holes through through the cement and people getting hit by the cement, but that it's not hurting them because it clearly looks like uh, foam. Uh, yeah, there's some freaking hilarious moments in this. But the funny part is the, the niece gets dragged along with the hordes of people trying to escape to the lift to get down the elevator. The Yeti pulls the elevator. Um, yeah, spoiler alert, but like you're going to watch it anyway, right? Um, and starts playing with the elevator like it's a yo-yo. And then the elevator just falls off the cables and the niece is uh, falling. And, uh, you know, it looks like she's going to fall to her death and then just slams into the palm of the Yeti's hand. Um I don't know about you guys, but if that happened uh, in real life, she'd probably be dead and splat in a pool of blood. But um, no, she sits up and goes, oh, hey, Yeti. Um, and yeah, the, the damn thing friggin' listens to her, understands English. Crazy. Anyway, long story short, after a good versus evil tug and struggle, uh, the niece, um, you know, who's being chased by the main bad guy who clearly has a thing for her uh she survives and she tells yeti um and stops the the toronto police department of all people who are trying to shoot the yeti she stops more before they can shoot off at the yeti um she tells the creature you need to go back home you need to go live in your own habitat so it's gone from being safe trapped in the ice to now it's got to figure its way home wherever home is after it's been you know whisked away by a helicopter in a cage um lost lonely quite honestly it's a sad fucking ending um yeah it's it's kind of one of those um endings that makes no sense uh it ends with the dumb facial expression of the yeti just staring and um fades out into the credits um it's kind of very anti-climatic you're left just going what the hell did i just watch uh, there was a moment where I, I think i dozed off for about two minutes I, I did i checked it was about two minutes and i didn't really miss anything it was just a lot of yeti smashing what appeared to be cement buildings that was actually foam and people not getting injured by the cement. Crazy. The, the movie has a lot of inconsistencies. It's, it's kind of like a reality-altering drug of sorts. You find yourself asking why. It really is a movie for the B-movie fans. It's, I, look, I, I really believe it's a rare treat. It's... You know, there'll be people like yourself and myself that think of this as a B-movie gem. There'll be other people that'll be just shaking their head in disbelief going, what the fuck did I just watch? Fuck you, Jesse, for making me watch this. Or you can just be smart and just listen to this and avoid at all costs. Um, thank you to the power of modern technology. You can leave your curiosities 
and just watch the trailer. Um, the trailer pretty much sums it all up quite beautifully. So you can just watch the trailer and get a gist of the movie uh, on YouTube. Great. Uh, I found this movie on YouTube easy enough. It's It was free and um, I'm glad. I don't think I could pay money to watch this. And um, yeah, this movie, 1977, uh, came out at a time that, uh, like I said, a lot of these, uh, it's a cash-in film on all those uh, big oversized monster films. Um, I mean, this thing comes from the North Pole and ends up in Canada. Uh, it's, and this billionaire honeycut just... Yeah, it's it's just one of the movies that it really follows the similar uh, plot line of King Kong and just kind of ends with disaster. It's yeah, it, it's a, it's a crazy one, man. Like, but check it out. It's whew. I I think the best thing about this film is the um, is definitely the soundtrack. The song from the Eddians is great. Uh yeah, it's it's quite painful. Even the process of the Yeti being thawed out, I mean, it takes ages. And you're watching these dudes with flamethrowers just burning the shit out of the ice. And it takes forever. And, and then it just doesn't make sense because he gets transported to a nearby forest and gets water poured all over him. But, yeah, it's just weird. Like, the Yeti runs havoc and doesn't want to hurt anyone until he's shot and wounded by a cop and then I don't know the the niece and nephew they just yeah they, they, I don't know the, the whole thing just left me confused uh, very confused it's a very kid kind of happy kind of film so yeah there's even a morbid moment where Jane the granddaughter niece whatever she is she accidentally squeezes one of the Eddie's nipples and we actually see it go hard. And his face kind of... Yeah, you put two and two together. But uh, before you wonder what was going on down south, there's um, there's a giant jock strap that hides his package. It's, it's really an odd film. Um... Yeah, I mean, there's even a part where he eats a fish and then uses the bones to comb the girl's hair. And it's just a bizarre film. Um, uh, And like I said, it just follows everything that King Kong is and just fails miserably. It's, It's a very sad movie in many ways, but there you have it. Yeti. A 1977 B-grade schlock classic. I survived and lived to tell the tale. It definitely is a freaky flick. And I'll leave a link in the description for you to check out of the trailer. And uh, yeah, if your curiosity gets the better of you, go forth and find the movie yourself. Good luck. That's all I got to say. Um, this has been a hell of a cool episode and a great way to kick off the new season of Freaky Flicks. 
thanks each and every single one of you that tuned in to listen to this. And uh, I hope you got something from this. I certainly did. Um, and that's why I do the show, man. It's a great excuse to watch those movies that I, I was always morbidly curious about, but never, never got around to watching. And uh, now with this platform, I'm finding myself watching more and more horror movies. It's great. I love it. So uh, hopefully a little bit of that enthusiasm will rub off on you guys too. So uh, what to expect this season? More of this. Some good ones, some not so good ones, and some in between. As I said before, do me a favor, like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends about it. Freaky Flicks coming at you strong in 2022. Till then, I've been Jesse Drackman. You've been amazing. And this is a slow winded out and exit statement. Exterminate, exterminate. Till then, guys, stay freaky, keep it real, and all the rest. And uh, have an awesome week. See ya.